What is up, people? Welcome to another episode. We're in our podcast studio. It's pretty epic. It's a beautiful table. Uh, we got Cam, <laughs> Cam table. in the Cam in the studio table. with us. Yeah, if you guys are not watching on YouTube, you can't see our beautiful setup that we got here. So make sure you tune over to YouTube. Um, speaking of that, we got it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We got it anywhere you can listen to it to tag into this episode we got today. We're doing like go. a rapid fire Q and A. So if you guys were with us last Monday night, we did a live Q&A with our people. So now we're going to answer the rest of the questions we didn't have time to answer on a Monday night. If you want to, you can tune into our YouTube channel. Check out the questions we answered on Monday night. Um, so yep. you ready for it? Rapid fire. There's some good ones. Uh, maybe should rephrase. We're going to attempt, attempt. attempt we, to answer go. these to the best of our ability in less than 30 minutes. Let's go. So f- just off the jump, first question, is divorce godly? period and then we can follow it up by is divorce something god frowns upon wow so talking about divorce a little bit it's a great start (laughs) going in hot going in hot we could have started with you know red flags but um is divorce is divorce godly is divorce something that god frowns upon um the answer is divorce godly um no you created marriage right like divorce is a last resort and not even to be even thought of as a resort yep when you're going into a wedding, when you're going into a marriage, when you're going into a relationship. So I think off the off the jump, it's important. Like, hey, if you're listening to this and you're in a relationship and you're like, hey, let's get married. Like, and if it doesn't work out, like divorce is an option. Yeah. Yeah. Don't marry that person. That's that how we a, date, though. That's the the stuff we trained ourselves for in dating. That's how we trained ourselves in dating. Of course. Or the first time something gets hard. Adios. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's cultural. Like yeah. I'm driving home to Rock Hill and there's three signs of mm-hmm. a lawyer that says life is short, get a divorce. <laughs> and like, it's like, you ain't lying. Yo, listen, there's, there is, there's consequences to that. Yeah. That are, um, physical, mental, uh, emotional. Um, but I think more importantly, spiritual yep. to divorcing and going in with that mindset. So mm-hmm. this is divorce godly in and of itself. Um, no, because yep. he created marriage. That was what he wanted to happen. Yep. Um, does it happen? Yes. Yep. Um, so is divorce something that God frowns, frowns upon? Um, I believe his high value of marriage would make the idea of divorce yep. be something that kind of grieves, sure. grieves God's heart. Um, frowns upon, you know, I think that's a tough way to put it. I think he's grieved by it because it's a relational break. It's yep. something has happened. There's sin most likely that is causing this to go down. Um, and so we got to go to, there's two verses really. I think that yep. most people, where there's to an outlet for div- divorce. Yeah. I mean, th- there is a, there's biblical grounds yep. for it right now. Last resort can't reconcile, yep. you know, this is happening. I think you have you have two. Matthew five would yep. give us sexual immorality, mm-hmm. which is a very wide blanket statement. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the the biggest thing would be adultery. Yeah. Like, hey, if there has been unfaithfulness in the marriage, that biblically on the man or woman side. Yeah, yep. on, on on both sides, sides. not just yep. the man, because I think in I think the the vocabulary in Matthew five is more dominated to the man. Yep. Uh, um, but. Um, so is the whole Bible. So yeah. uh, there's that. Uh, but I think that that idea in Matthew 5 around sexual immorality throws a huge net. But I would say if you're, if you're more specific and you want more details of like, man, if someone is stepping out and has this continual relationship of adultery, there is grounds. But yep. yet 
you have to weigh that out with God's call to reconcile. Like, yeah, call it out and and, and attempt to work through it. Yeah. Um, as best as you can. Yeah. Now, the sexual immorality, that's a, that's a again, blanket statement yeah. because you can throw a bunch of things under there. Like, hey, my husband or my wife is like addicted to porn yeah. or something that is not me. And that's taking away from our relationship. It's taking away from our marriage. Like that in and of itself is sexual immorality. For right? sure. like you're finding this sexual pleasure in something else that's immoral and it's yep. sexual. Um, but that seems to be something that most couples can say, hey, let's work on this, right? Like, like let's identify the sin and let's deal with it. Let's not separate. Yeah. Um, you know, the number one filing on divorce is irresec- it was it ir- ir- irreconcilable, irreconcilable. Yeah, irreconcilable. Uh, differences. Just yeah. like, hey, I just don't like this guy anymore or I don't mm-hmm. like this girl anymore. That is not it. That is not, nope. In God's That's eyes, good. like that is that is not it. Um, so you have sexual immorality and then you have the Corinthian verses, right? Mm-hmm. You have the Corinthian verses on, um, abandonment. Yep. Man, if, if, if he gets up and just leaves and is never coming back, he's abandoned you. Yeah. Right. So there, there are grounds there. He stops caring, stops. And it's on both sides. I think females can do the same thing. They disappear for sure. You know, you got friends that, Hey, their mom just disappeared abandonment okay there's grounds yep there's grounds there after a period of time if you have tried to pursue you tried to reconcile you tried to bring this thing back but god has a high high view of marriage yeah that's why he represents himself and the church as the bride him as the bridegroom um you know he institutes marriage in the garden with adam and eve like it's a big deal and so divorce is a last resort. We're called to be reconcilers, called to be loved, called to be one, to work through these things. But if it gets to the point where Matthew 5 or 1 Corinthians, what was it, 5, 7? 7. 1 yep. Corinthians 7 need to be um, kind of provoked. Yep. There are some grounds to be able to move on and find peace. Yeah, so. that's good. That's good. What is, next question, what is sexual addiction without sex or porn? <laughs> Are you on that one? I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Right? Like, just an addiction? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say like, hey, is this an addiction? Like the question is a little... Um, I'm going to assume that this question is specifically referring to digital pornography and sex between a man and a woman. So what is sexual addiction without sex between a man and a woman or digital pornography? Uh, I mean, I don't know, like... I believe sexual addiction has got to be a substance that you're abusing, right? Like maybe you're just always thinking about it and like you're never acting on it, but you're always thinking about it. Like you can't get it out of your head. Um, I mean, that could be it, Uh, but mostly sexual addiction or for it to be addiction, it has to begin to, I think clinically like affect work and everyday life Mm -hmm. and different things like that. So like you can't stop having sex or stop watching porn or stop having these thoughts about people in your workplace that, and then it begins to affect your your life. Like, I think that's the idea of sexual addiction. So that's really high. So without any kind of substance or things that you're doing, um, seems very difficult to have. So maybe if you wrote the question and you're like, Hey, do I have sexual addiction, but I'm not having sex and I'm not watching porn? Um, probably not. You might just be a human being that, you know, that has these desires. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you think that it's getting that bad, I would just reference you probably to like Romans 12. Like, hey, man, what are you doing to renew your mind? Yeah. Like it starts there. All the desires, you know, it comes from the heart, goes to the mind. Yep. 
Um, so what are you doing to fill that time? What are you doing to change the, the outcomes, like the fruit? Like what seeds are you sowing in? Like are you watching things that are bringing a lot of these desires and you're like, hey, I might be <laughs> this this yeah. addict or something like that. Um, and then just check check where your heart is. Check what's what, good. You, what your inputs are. That's good. What is the definition of fasting in Jesus? Love that. So I'm going to refer, I think this is, that sounds kind of weird. The definition of fasting in Jesus, I guess more Christian fasting, like fasting yeah. within the Christianity religion. Yeah. So the def, I'll just go off the, the dictionary definition of fasting is to abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially as a religious observance. So that's just Google's definition of fasting, but now fasting in the form of Christianity. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, I think it is that like the mm-hmm. the idea of fasting um, began began with food. Like that's that's what they did in the Old Testament. I think we get like it, it was I'm just, fasting from social media for Jesus, but you're not starving your flesh right away, right? It was it was the whole idea of like I am starving my flesh to put it into submission, mm-hmm. to be in control of the desires, yep, and to be sustained by Christ Himself. Yep. Right. So they would fast for days, weeks in order to um, just be sustained by Christ. Right. To yep. get closer to Christ, they would uh, abstain yep. from food, something that we do all the time that feeds our body in order to feed on something else. For sure. And so the idea of fasting is discipline. I mean, one is just a discipline. It's like, man, if I'm not eating. I have to focus. I have to be on something mm-hmm. else, and I need Christ to sustain me. But it's giving that up to be filled. It's it's really getting away a distraction. Like food is yep. a distraction for us because yep. it can make you sleepy. It can make you whatever, like lethargic and all this stuff. Yep. And the idea of fasting is to separate meal time and to fill that meal time that you would be eating physical food and begin to enjoy spiritual food. Yeah. Now, good. just fasting for fasting's sake. Of just like, hey, I'm just doing it and I'm not filling it with the spirit. I'm not filling it with spiritual yeah. food or filling it with the Cause you can still time be... with God or focused meditation or prayer. Yeah. Um, like I, I think that that's probably missing a little bit of Because like, you can still physically fast by definition from Instagram, right. from TikTok, from dating, right? Well, people fast for diets. Yeah. Like the time but, fast or what mm-hmm. I forget what they call it. Like the intermediate fasting. Like yeah. that's a health thing and like. There's a part of it that is healthy, but I believe that when you're fasting for Jesus, like this question is asking, like, yeah. and, and I think that's what they were trying to point to, is that it's a spiritual thing, Yeah, is that we're abstaining from these things to seek the Lord, to hear from the Lord. We're decreasing the distractions in our life, decreasing the noises in our life, mm-hmm. so that God's voice and His presence can be turned up. That's good. Um, and I love Matthew 7, right? He's teaching us to pray and to fast. He tells us like, how to do it. <laughs> Well, he says it, but it's an expectation that we live fast. Yeah. So if you're listening and you've never fasted from food, now yeah. not everybody can fast from food because it's just your genetic makeup. Yeah. Um, but if you've never fasted for the sake of hearing from God, yeah, and bringing a sacrifice to Him and, and that is well pleasing, uh, Jesus says this in six eighteen, Matthew six eighteen. He says, "And when you fast, yeah. not if you fast, not maybe if it like." But when you fast, it was an expectation from Jesus for yep. us to set time aside to fast 
and to not be complaining about it or telling people about it. Yeah. Like he says, wash your face. Don't be like the hypocrites who's like, yes, I'm fasting today. Everybody look at me. Like, I'm doing so yeah, great. I'm so, I'm so, so holy. Painful. That's right. He's like, dude, don't tell anybody. And it is your father who is in secret will reward you. Yeah, like That's good. I love it. I mean, it's all throughout the Bible, man. Daniel did it. The uh, Bible Noah joke of when like, somebody asks you, hey, uh, when somebody asks you, are you fasting? You always respond, should I even tell you if I was? Yeah, I was like, no. Like, it's a secret, Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you after. Yeah, I mean, if they ask you anything, but like, you don't walk around like walking into every room like, hey, I'm fasting. Yeah, everybody, I'm so holy. Like, if it comes up. Yeah, uh, that's good. But also not to discredit social media fast because you can fast from distraction. I think a piece of that can be very spiritual. Yeah. Um, just cleansing your mind and your inputs and all that kind of stuff. That's good. That's good. All right, here we go. How to move forward when your friends get together and you become the third wheel. Yeah, that's so, weird. <laughs> you get new friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, uh, this is something that I don't think we do the best job, not just the church, just society, yeah, of yeah. talking about stages of life and how your friend groups change based on your stage of life. 100%. Like when I was single, my friend group is totally different than what it is now. When you're married with two kids, it's yeah, totally it's different. different than what it was five years ago. It's different, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would just recommend... Uh, you know, come to a nice community of young adults, three strands on Monday night, to where you can find. <laughs> of course, you would. You can find, you find other friends in every stage of life. Which in is your cool. stage of life, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's valid. I think finding community, um, but to the specific person who maybe asked the question about what do I do with that, yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't run from it. Like, yeah. if you're still, if all three of you guys hung out before and you have good relationships, yeah, it shouldn't be weird for sure. But if it becomes yeah. weird then you just have to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Like, hey, me coming out with you guys and you're like on dates all the time and I'm just a third wheel, like, okay, let's not do this. But if we're going like bowling and everybody's doing something yeah. and it's not where like we're at dinner and you're on the one side and I'm on the other side and now it's yeah. a weird thing that I don't have somebody and there's a way. Me, there like, is a way for you guys to no longer hang out as much as you did and still be friends. Like if course. people move on, they're a different stage of life. Like just because you don't, communicate or hang out just as much as you did in the past yeah doesn't mean there has to be beef like you can still be friends and not text oh. each other every day or whatever that, it may be and that's key i think like we think when people's life changes happen that we're not friends anymore yeah. <laughs> like hey we don't spend all this time together but like i think we have to come to the realization that seasons of life and maturity change us yeah. and, and relationships mature like yeah. When we're kids, we need our parents all the time. Yep. And then as you get older, you need them less. And then as you get older, even older, you need them less. Like you might check in like once a yeah, week how do after I fill that. Out a w form? But it doesn't change our love for one another. It doesn't change our like anything for one another. But like those relationships change. So like here, right, this guy, yeah, or girl, like your friends now are starting to date. Like it's gonna change again when yep. you start dating somebody. Like sure. you're not gonna always want to be with them. And then you guys have kids. It changes again. Yep. who you hang out with and where that's comfortable and like time frame and then you get older like so just being prepared for change like it's not that you know they don't want to hang out with you or you don't yep. want to hang out with them i think i think communicating through that in a positive way yep. is a big a big part of it like, that's good here we go can the origin of races be traced <laughs> back to the tower of babel so we just had a very long <laughs> we did we lengthy had a discussion all about this one so can it I guess there is a... It could. It, like a plausibility, it does. Yeah. But there's I, also another option to where races could come from. Yes. So I think I think in Sunday school, mm -hmm. right, we get taught that's where, this is where they come from. Yeah. The Tower of Babel, 
Um, everybody started building the tower. So you got to go to Genesis yep. if you're there. Um, Genesis was, it was 11, right? 11, 11 yep. is the Tower of Babel, um, where the whole earth had one language. Mm-hmm. It never talks about race. like ethnicity yep. and race. It says that they all had the same language. And what happened at the Tower of Babel is that um, God reached down and changed the language that they spoke. Yep. Then they dispersed with people who spoke the same language, right? Yep. Doesn't really tell us they all look the same. Doesn't really tell us that the ethnicity, you know, like they just yep. started speaking the same language. So if you reach back further, which is what we were just having this kind of like offline discussion yep. and debate on, is that actually, I think you have to reach back to Noah yep. and Noah's sons and his daughters when they were intermarrying and had all these different dynamics yep. in their relationship. But God sends the flood, restarts the world, yep. right? The only people left are these four couples. It's Noah and his wife and his three, three sons, sons. Uh, Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. How would yep. you like to be Ham? Like, that's just the <laughs> way. Big <laughs> Ham. Like, the big Ham. Um, but Shem, Ham, and Jepheth and their wives. So yep. after 40 days and you know, 40 nights, like, they get off the boat, and they're the only eight people in the world. Let's go. And then... It says in, um, where were we at? We were in uh, seven and seven, right? Genesis. It says, yeah. There are, and then these are, or six, these, verse nine, these are the generations of Noah, and Noah was a righteous man, blameless in this generation. Noah walked, and Noah had three sons. Nope, I'm behind. Is it nine? This, the flood comes down. It's nine, nine, 18. And the sons of Noah who went forth from the ark, are Shem, Ham, and Jepheth. Yep. Ham was the father of Canaan. So it puts this one in parentheses. Like, he fathered Canaanites, right? Like, Canaan. Mm-hmm. So, and these three were the sons of Noah. And from these people, the whole earth was dispersed. Mm-hmm. And so it's from the sons of Noah, which ultimately are from Noah, you which ultimately is from Adam, dispersal. That, that they dispersed mm-hmm. and started to probably look different because of climates and different things like that. So, yep. um, you know, the question... Well, hey, is the Tower of Babel... Can races be traced back to the Tower, to the Tower of, Babel? of Babel? I mean, I think, obviously, races trace back to Adam and Eve. Like, they're the first people. So yep. that's, like, the first race. And then you have intermarrying and family. It just, you have to think about all that. It's a very weird, weird dynamic. Yeah. Um, but then you get to... There's even weirder dynamics when you throw in, like, Nephilims and Sons, Sons of, of God. Gods yeah. and, like, the Let's women go. of man, daughters of man. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I would say we can look to Genesis 9 and say really the dis- the first dispersion at least comes from the sons of Noah. Yep. Um, but then the language shifts mm-hmm. with the Tower of Babel. Yep. And so then they were in different places. Probably their skins began to change and different things and hair began to change. Like that kind of stuff because of the climate and they came together to Babel. Yep. Um, but they were also speaking the same language until Babel they no longer could speak the same Everything language. Changes. So yeah. then they move, start speaking a different language and look different. Yep. Um, so I would say it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. And they're pretty close in chapters two. <laughs> they say back to back. They're, they're right. Back they're to right. back. They're all in uh, all in succession there. So all right, here we go. We got three more in nine minutes. So we're gonna crank them out. Easy. How to, so this is going back to language a little bit. How to share the gospel with language and cultural barriers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they say it a lot like um, share the gospel and then sometimes use words. Yep. Um, so I think some of the best ways to share with like your actions, the bro. gospel is yep. like just being a kind human. Just love on right? people. <laughs> love. Be compassionate. Um, yep. 
And, you know, when you don't know the language and cultural barriers, I think be a student. Yep. Ask, listen, you know, watch. Serve. Um, yeah. yeah. I, you know, Americans are the worst at this, man. Like, <laughs> we think everybody wants to be American and, yeah. <laughs> like, loves our culture and this kind of stuff. But uh, I think if we take time to learn other people's culture, it shows love. Yep, and it shows it shows peace and it, it shows back to when we were in like, uh, Guatemala mission trips. Yeah, we didn't speak. We still don't speak the best Spanish. No. but just the the actions of loving on the kids, playing yeah. soccer, yeah. walking to people's houses, just yeah. through actions of love. Of course, and so, learn and learn some words that matter. Yeah, like Jesus is a universal. It's a name, so it, it translates to every language. Yeah. Um, but if you learn like you know, Dios bendiga, right? It's like, hey, God bless you, and um. Bro, you just say that. Like, yep. you're trying. Like, For you're sure. trying to attempt, um, but our actions, I think, always speak louder than our words. And, and everything I've seen when, when going back to Guatemala, when we've tried to learn Spanish, they've appreciated it, and it's not a, a humiliating aspect yeah. of butchering yeah. it, but they appreciated the aspect of us learning their native language. Of course. I mean, that's cool. just a way of love, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's coming into their world, coming into their context. Um, but Americans, man, they are, we are the worst going to other <laughs> yeah, they countries. They are the worst, not us. And like, no, we, we are the worst. Like yeah, you just, you think if you talk louder, they understand better. <laughs> like, so for the aspect, anyway. to, so to tie that into the gospel, yeah. right? With the cultural barrier, how can you share the gospel through that? Yeah. Yeah. Is I think you can go to service, kindness, compassion yeah. through yeah. actions. Yeah. And then in those moments, point to Jesus. Like, don't yeah. don't you take the credit for playing yeah. soccer with the kid. Like, you point to Jesus, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think always giving Jesus the credit, pointing to Jesus. He's the reason. Um, and then we got to trust the Holy Spirit. When yeah. we can't talk and we don't understand, and we're showing them and we're showing them love, I think we just trust the Holy Spirit to speak in the language that we don't know. Yeah. Which, I mean, love is a language that everybody, yeah. like, interprets. But um, to trust that that seed's being sown um and all purity and and hope and yeah, that's good peace so here we go when is the right time to get married we hit it we hit this a little bit monday night but just want to circle back to it uh, okay when is the right time to get married is there a right time or a wrong time I, I always preach that uh you get married when you confirm that you can marry them and that because so what does that mean like hey if you're dating somebody and you've confirmed hey i can and should marry this person yeah do what it takes to start getting married and yeah. i think we take marriage as something like, man, I got to have this set dollar amount saved up and we got to yeah. wait this, whatever it may be, yeah. to where you've been dating or engaged for four, five, six years. But really, bro, you could have got married four years ago, right? Yes. Uh, so I would say get married when you're ready to get married, but also be realistic with that. Like, hey, you don't need to have, like, yes, be good stewards, be yeah. strategic, be yeah. smart, walk with wisdom. Don't be reckless, right? right? Prepare right. yourself to enter marriage. Nobody needs that. Tell yeah. <laughs> me. But also at the same time, like, don't walk in fear. Like, man, I got to wait until we have enough money for the kids saving account and then the college fund. And we got to buy this house first and go through all these yeah. steps that may give you yeah. more fear than wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I mean, um, you know, walking wisdom is good. It's definitely probably the best advice. Well, um, you know, seek the Lord first. And when you get peace, move. Um, and like you said, you're never ready. Yeah. You're never still fully not, uh, yeah. ready to get yeah. married. You're never fully they're like kids. Like you're never fully ready to have kids. Yeah. Um, but I think the moment comes, you know, when you're ready to get married that it's like, hey, no matter what comes next, I want it to be with this person. Yeah. Right. The whole like, vows, right? For richer or for poorer, yeah. right? For better or for worse. Like, is this the person that I'm willing to put the work in? 
And if it sucks, it sucks, but it's going to, it's going to be with her together. or it's going right. to be with him yeah. or, uh, but if it's good, it's good. And it's going to be yeah. with them. Like I, I can't see the rest of my life without this person. I'm willing to struggle. I'm willing to be, yep. you know, on top of the world. Now, all that to say, I'm a huge proponent for younger marriages. Yeah, um, I think sure. our culture doesn't uh, want, and, and yeah. it's kind of like, oh, you're too young to know. And like, you yeah. think you're missing out on somebody else. And like, man, I just trust God with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, there's so many um, good things that can come from being married younger, having yep. longer marriages, going through that stuff early um, when you don't have as much stuff on you and yep. you get older and all that kind of stuff. And it, and it only gets harder to find somebody when you get older. <laughs> like the older you get, it's only harder to find somebody. Um, so I'm a huge runner for being yep. married younger. I'm with that. Um, yeah. And, you know, all that being said, I'm saying, hey, go do it, do it, do it. Like, I think you should. Like, when do you know? I think you will know yeah. um, using wisdom. But there are some logistical things. Yes. Right. Prepare like, your field. Like, come Be on. Ready. Like, dude, if you if you don't have a job, you don't know how you're gonna provide. Yes. You've never put a budget together. Um, you don't know where to live, like where you're going to live, and it's agreed upon. We're, we're just gonna safe. live off love like, and figure it out. Living off love is great is, until you get hungry. Is not uh walking in wisdom. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> there you there go. Is, I think that the um you can do it, you can make it work, but it's a lot of unnecessary struggle. Yeah. When you haven't put pieces together, like sure. take some patience. Don't, don't rush the like Mary part, the marriage part yeah. until you have just something like, Hey man, necessities. Like it doesn't have to be a lot. Food, water, shelter. Yeah. Like, you, you got somewhere to live. Um, can you pay your bills? Can you take care of each yeah. other? Like it doesn't have, like it's not, I'm not saying like right. a shroud. The husband love the wife as Christ loved the church. Care, protect, provide, yes. support. Yes. Like, can can you fulfill your roles and your responsibilities? Yeah. Like, and are you going to be able to do that alone? You know, yeah. in a in a in a marriage, like starting that off is probably some wisdom. Yeah. To do it now, uh, again, not saying that you should wait forever because you know there is there's a lot of bad things that can happen in waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, dating is not a sin or engaging is not a sin, but the longer you date and the longer you engage, you're exposing yourself to sin. Yeah. I mean, it's just like opening the door. And so I, I and I, th I think just last parting thought on just weddings and marriages, I think yeah. for young people is like, bro, you don't have to have the Disney world wedding, like Talk just get it. married and then it. do something later. Like jangles for the reception get, food, get out of sin. Let's and, go. Like if you're in sin, get out of sin now and let's, let's do the thing. Like we're, we're free pastors. <laughs> to yeah. do that yeah. um and, and if you, you know, just don't wait forever to do it like it yeah. only opens up the door for more um like consequences and fault like failings and stuff like that and so like man if you know you know let's go um but think about the practical some of the practical pieces are really important too yeah that's good so this one last question here and this can tie back to the divorce question we're gonna make it Dude, we are i don't want to say we're pros but we're pros <laughs> which red flags are deal breakers so i'll say if you're dating biblically for the purpose of marriage you yeah, would go yeah, to the yeah. marriage deal breakers yeah yeah. Adultery I mean, obviously. Abandonment. Yeah. I mean, they, they're abandoning you or adultery and all this kind of thing. But I said, I said this on Monday yeah. and I, I'll, I'll reiterate this fact yeah. um, is that we're also believers yeah. and we believe in a God that redeems. We believe in a God of forgiveness. We believe in a God of, of oneness and redemption. And like, yeah. um, you know, if you're looking at like one thing and being like, this is going to be a deal breaker to put it together and yep. you haven't addressed it, mm -hmm. then I would say it's probably not right. Like I, I believe that there, there are red flags, yeah. but you got to be willing to deal with the red flag. And if you're a your person and you're like, man, I really love this person, but there's this one thing, bring it up. Yep. And if they're willing to do the work and they're willing to repent 
and to turn yeah. and to find healing and to find help. Like, you know, it's almost like not really what are the red flags, but what are they doing when you point out the red flag? Like, how do they respond to that? Right. And, and always offering a way back, like reconciliation, man, we're ambassadors of reconciliation. Yeah. And if we believe that we should not be looking at the other person and waiting for a red flag to walk away, yeah. but saying, Hey, if we're really, if this is really going to work, can we walk through this red flag? Or can we not? Yeah, that's and, good. You know, but we also did say, hey, abuse of any kind, you need distance. You can't deal with the red flag from close distance if there yeah. is any kind of emotional, physical, mental abuse happening in the relationship. And I would say adultery too. Like you got to yeah. take some time apart, take a breather and say, hey, is this who I need? Is this what's happening? And what happens, how he responds to addressing the issues. So That's good. Let's go. Knocked it out. <laughs> Look at that. Appreciate you being We're on there. here. Rapid fire Q&A. It's a uh, lot of great questions. That was good stuff. Hey, if you're in the Charlotte area, join us on a Monday night. Uh, tune into our the podcast beep, beep. for our other episodes. And with all that said, peace, love, and happiness.